0: To his name. Well, we're still talking about the name of Jesus, and uh, through resurrection, you see, one of the components of receiving Christ as our Savior, we not only have to believe that He is and what He did for us, but we also have to believe that God raised Him from the dead. That actual act of destroying thrones and principalities and power, and the devil himself was essential to freeing us from the laws of sin and death. And so through his resurrection, Jesus was made head over all things and over all beings. I want you to look at this in Ephesians chapter 1, and this is part of the Ephesians prayer that we should be praying on a regular basis. Because it's a Spirit-anointed prayer that the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to write. And because he was praying it over the church, you and I should be praying it over ourselves and others. Now look here in Ephesians 119, and, and the one thing that you're praying in is Ephesians prayer that you would know about the exceeding greatness of God's power that has been given to us. So here in verse 19, I'm reading from the King James, and it says, I'm asking that I would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Now, what's he done with it? He's given it to usward who believe. Another translation says to the believing ones. Well, how do we understand what this power is like? Well, it's, it's according to, or it's the same power, Of the working of his mighty power which he wrought or deposited in Christ while he was in hell when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places so you see that this power that he's given to us word in verse 19 is the exact same power that God used through the Holy Spirit in raising Jesus from the dead Now, you understand that the raising of Jesus from the dead was more than just making his spirit come alive, but he also had to defeat all that was holding him in hell, which was the devil and all of his kingdom. So they all had to be defeated. It tells us over in Colossians that he dethroned principalities and powers. Meaning he took the authority that they stole from Adam and took it out of their hands and now has given it to you and I. Woo! I just might get worked up again tonight. And the seating at the right hand of God in heavenly places mean that that, that authority now is forever in possession of God and Jesus being seated, he's no longer doing anything. In terms of defeating our enemy because he sat down hallelujah notice in verse 21 he tells us the extent of what this resurrection power did in our behalf this authority is far above all principality that's a rank in the kingdom of darkness and power another rank might another rank and dominion And if that wasn't enough, that power is above every name that is named. Name anything, and God's power is far above it. But this, this authority is not only good during this lifetime, during this dispensation, but is also good and viable and will be ours to use with that which is to come. That's talking about all the dispensations to come. Hallelujah. God's busy. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> this natural creation is still expanding. And He's going to have to, He's going to need people to rule over it. Yeah. Amen. And that's what we're getting qualified to do on this side. We're writing our resume for a job with God on the other side. Now, notice verse 22. He's put all things under his feet. You know, the Eastern, the Eastern cultures understand what that was. Uh, do you remember that when Saddam Hussein's uh, regime was defeated uh, by the invading army of the United States, and I believe Canada and Great Britain, And when they started to tear down the statues of Saddam Hussein, many people, they they took their shoes off. I don't know if you remembered this. And they took their shoes off, and they started hitting the statue with their shoe. Well, to us, it just sounds like a real, you know, crazy Mideasterner. But no, there's a significance to that. They were hitting the statue with their shoe to say that they have now power and authority over Saddam Hussein and his regime because he's now underfoot. And so that's the same language we see here. You understand the Bible is an Eastern book. Middle East (laughs) is an Eastern book. It's not a Western book. So that's why a lot of times we have to do some studying to understand what's being said because it's a little bit... Uh, contrary to our culture. And notice it says he put it all under his feet and therefore gave him to be head over all things. Now, we could all shout and say, glory to God. You know, God's God's in control now. He's, He's the head over all things. But look what he did with his victory. It continues to say he's head of all things to the church. Did you see that? To the church he's authorized the church of which we are a living member of hallelujah and then he describes what the church is which is his body we are the spiritual body of Christ we are actually representing God on this earth and doing his work and expanding his kingdom with the authority that Jesus delegated to the church and to each individual believer now, understand that we access this authority and this exceeding greatness of, the, of his power through the use of his name. Hallelujah. Remember, God told us that he gave Jesus a name that's above every name. And now, through the power of attorney, you now have been given the name of Jesus. You remember what we said over here in Mark sixteen seventeen. He says that you're going to be doing signs. You're going to be doing miracles with that exceeding greatness of his power because you're a believing one. And then he shows you exactly how you and I access and put that power to work in our behalf or sometimes in the behalf of someone else. Notice he says, These signs shall follow the believing ones In my name so when you and I use the name of Jesus you've now accessed the exceeding greatness of his power hallelujah now all these miracles that are here in mark 16 17 and 18 are all done because of speaking In his name Jesus said that we would choose the circumstances of our world when we used his name now in a legal sense Jesus gave us the power of attorney to use his name so legally when you use that name it's a is as if Jesus himself is speaking what you're saying in Jesus name how many times have you and I gone to prayer and we go oh, I sure hope God can answer this well we're acting like it's because of us he's answering our prayers that ha- he is not he's answering it because of what he did through his son in our behalf. Hallelujah. And yes, we we have a part to play in that prayer. We have to use our faith. We have to believe that what we're saying is coming to pass. But really, Jesus has already done all the heavy lifting. Hallelujah, because you used his name. That's what Jesus is doing at the right hand of the Father right now. He's yeah. ever living to make intercession for you. What is an intercessor? He's taking your place before God. Amen. Come on. So when you go to God and you say, in Jesus' name, Jesus is now telling God what is now required of heaven in behalf of a believing one on earth. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. I like this statement. Using the name of Jesus accesses all the power and authority of heaven. Did Did you get that? That name accesses all the power available from heaven and manifesting it here on the earth. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night. I thank you for those that are here and watching on the internet. I thank you that they're hungry. They could be watching that TV show as my stomach turns, but no, they have decided to listen to your voice in the word of God and grow and be fed and learn how to take advantage of what you've given us. We claim revelation knowledge right now. We claim that you're speaking to us and you have given us ears to hear and Lord I thank you for the anointing that's upon me to teach I say that it will give me words from heaven that we will speak by revelation and Lord that we'll see things tonight that maybe we hadn't seen before or at least we'll see it in a new way and a new light enhancing our faith and our confidence to use the name of Jesus. Now as we get rolling, I want us to understand that there's primary primarily two ways to use the name of Jesus. Two ways. I want you to go over to John chapter 16. And we're going to go to verse 23. the the first way that we put the name of Jesus to work is that we use the name of Jesus in prayer in prayer it was interesting that we've all we all have had a supernatural birth into Christendom because that's exactly what it is some births were a little bit more spectacular than others But understand that when someone is raised from the dead that's pretty supernatural and that's exactly what the birth the new birth is and when I was born again I had a an awareness of God in my life and a lot of things changed immediately now I was not scripturally taught I had little or no uh, understanding of the Word of God. You know, sure, I I went through catechism and learned a lot of things, but they weren't practical things. A lot of it was historical things. And so from the very night that I was saved, I, I began talking to God, and that's what prayer is, talking to God. Sometimes we kind of make it as a formal religious thing, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. You're washed as clean as the driven snow, and you don't have to put on airs when you talk to God. Just talk to him like you talk to anyone else. But the difference is is having a reverence that you're talking to God. You understand what I'm saying? And when I would be done praying, I would say in Jesus' name. I had no scripture for that just come up out of my spirit no one showed me that I just knew to do it because I was aware of God and I was just just it just it just came out of me and that's what Jesus is saying here in John chapter 16 verse 23 he's saying in that day and he's pointing to the dispensation that you and I are in understand that Jesus in his earthly ministry operated under the Old Covenant. The New Covenant wasn't implemented until Jesus sat down at the right hand of God the Father. Hallelujah. And that's when, so Jesus is pointing to a future time that we would use his name. That time happened when he sat down that dispensation began when he sat down now look at this in that day you shall ask me nothing so legally when we pray we don't pray to Jesus no we pray to the Father in Jesus name now look here I say unto you that whosoever shall ask who whosoever shall ask who Whosoever shall, shall ask who? You see, this is showing us that all prayers to the Father. In my name. Hallelujah. So, when you're praying to God the Father, you're going through Him to have the answer of your prayer. All prayer is going through heaven to receive an answer. To your prayer whatsoever you shall ask the father's name he the father will what give it you so you're talking to God and he's the one who gives it to you you're doing business with God hitherto or up to now you've asked nothing in my name ask and what you shall receive therefore your joy shall be full So when you use the name of Jesus in prayer, you are now accessing the authority and the power of that name and the resurrection power that's been invested in that name. So you've got all of heaven working for you when we pray in that name. Now, prayer prayer is a lot deeper than that, but we're just hitting the high points, okay? There is a way that we're to pray. Have you ever thought about it, that worship and praise is prayer? In fact, I've heard it said about praise and worship, it's the highest form of prayer. So when we worship, we need to do it in the name of Jesus. Praise and worship is to be a a. A release of power not only to us personally but also collectively. Amen. Now the the next way that we can use the name of Jesus is speaking directly to circumstances and actually speaking to false or excuse me fallen spirit beings that are a part of the kingdom of the devil. Now, this may be new to some people. I never heard of anyone when I was going to the denominational church. I never heard of anybody that talked to a mountain or circumstances. I never heard of anyone talking to, to symptoms uh, symptoms of sickness in people's bodies. But Jesus did. I said, Jesus did. Remember he spoke to the fever? He spoke to the fig tree. He spoke to the storm. Hello. And if it's okay for Jesus to do that, it's okay for us to do us do it because we are the body of Christ. We're his expression on the earth. And if he did it while on earth, guess what we're to do it. I want you to understand that when you and I use the name of Jesus to speak to circumstances, to, to speak to unwanted things in our life and, and speaking to devils and demons and to those in that kingdom of darkness. You're representing God when you're speaking to it. Do you know that there's no place, nowhere in the New Testament that says that you and I are to pray to God and ask Him to do something about the devil? Did you know that if I pray to God and say, "Lord, do something about the devil," he's 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 chasing me all over town. God can't answer that prayer because He's already taken care of the devil in your behalf. Amen. And, and now you're to speak to the devil. I heard preachers say this years ago. He said it this way. He says, if you haven't learned how to speak to the devil yet, you really haven't gotten very far yet. You haven't really grown that much. Amen? You know, we need to talk to the devil like we talk to the next-door neighbor's dog. Have you ever had a next-door neighbor dog that got into some things at your house? You didn't go out to it and go, oh, God, do something about my neighbor's dog. No, you got right in the face of that dog and kicked it off your place, right? Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. I'll never forget the time that uh, Brother Hagan was having a time of a, vi- a vision. He was seeing Jesus. And, and, and the Lord started talking about how he needed to take authority over the devil. Brother Hagan, he was, he was a stickler for the word of God. And so he said, I'm, I'm not going to believe what you're telling me about that unless you show me at least two or three examples from the Bible. And Jesus looked at him sweetly and said, I'll give you four. <laughs> you want to look at least one, one of them? Sure. Well, the, the first one, you already know, it's Mark 16. We looked at it. In my name, you shall cast out devils. It right? doesn't say you pray to God that he'll cast out devils. It says in my name, the, the, the understand per, understood person in that is the believer. The believer speaks to the yes. devil, Amen. right? Yes. The other is resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And if you know where that is, put it up, please. <laughs> no pressure. Notice that you are the understood person who resists the devil. Right? Resist him, and what he does is what? He flees from you. Amen. There, there's an interesting translation from the Greek of that word flee from you. The Greek actually says that he'll flee from you as in terror. See, the devil's not scared of us. I said the devil's not scared of us he's not really even impressed with us amen. but when you speak the name of Jesus by faith to him and whatever he's bringing your way they'll tuck their tail and they'll run they'll flee from you as in terror amen so understand that when you pray with the use of the name of Jesus you're going through the structure of heaven and when you speak to the circumstance in the name of Jesus, you are representing God on the earth. Mm-hmm. And you're using that name. You're putting faith in that name. And you're speaking to that which needs to be changed. Amen, yes. Now, there's two different things that you believe when you pray in the name or if you speak in the name. Go with me over to Mark 11. This isn't in the notes. I'm throwing this in for free tonight. Did you find it? You are awesome. You're really my hero. Go (laughs) Slap it up. Look at this. Notice the process. First and foremost, submit yourself to God. The more submitted a believer is to God, the more authority they have. Did you hear what I said? The more submitted to God a believer is, the more authority of heaven they have to use on earth. We could dive in right there and spend two days on that. (laughs) Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. So who's he talking to? He's talking to the believer. So submission is something that you do. But then he says, then resist the devil this is something else we do resist the devil and what he will flee from you as in terror you need to get a mental picture of that that when you use that name in faith that devil is gonna run from you like a whipped pup you got to believe that take your eyes off of you and put faith in the name. Yes. That's good. Now look here in Mark 11. Now, the second way of releasing the power in the name of Jesus is to speak to the circumstance, speak to the devil, speak to the sickness. And this is what Jesus is talking about in verse 23 he says for verily I say unto you notice that verily that means pay attention Bruce he's about to give you spiritual law whosoever so this works for everybody even in a positive way or a negative way whosoever shall what say Now who who you talking to well you're talking to the mountain so this isn't prayer right you're not talking to God you're talking to the mountain which represents something that's in your way something that's hindering you from going forward and you're going to speak to it remember we have all sorts of examples of Jesus speaking to things he spoke to storms he spoke to trees he spoke to diseases. He spoke to the devil. Get thee behind me, Satan. So, if Jesus talked to the devil, you and I need to talk to the devil, and we don't buddy up with him. We talk to him as one who's an adversary, the one that's come to kill, steal, and destroy. And we talk to him just like we would with a thief coming through your window trying to steal your big screen TV. You don't ask the, the, the FIFA, well, can I help, out, help you out with my TV? No, you know that that's your TV and you're not going to relinquish it, so you do all you can against that that's come to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. Same way with the devil. Now, what do you believe when you speak in the name of Jesus? Whoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, Be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. So you're speaking to it from your heart, not from your mind, and certainly not from your emotions. You're speaking from that area of you that you believe with. Well, what am I supposed to believe? But shall believe that those things which you are saying shall come to pass. So when you speak to that mountain, you deny it, The right to stay in front of you and you say be thou removed when you say that you start believing that what you said is now coming to pass and when you tell the devil to leave you believe that what you just said is coming to pass you're not looking for a feeling you're not looking for an open vision to see what happened no you're taking God at his word and Jesus himself said if you'll release faith with my name and you speak to that, which Jesus has already dealt with through his redemption plan, then you once you speak to it, you believe it's now coming to pass what you said. Now, what, what, what do you believe when you pray? In the name. Verse 24. Therefore I say unto you that what things soever you desire... When you do what? When you pray, what am I supposed to believe when I pray in Jesus' name? Believe that you receive what you ask for. If you pray in Jesus' name and you ask the Lord for something according to what Jesus has provided for you through the great plan of redemption, if you don't believe that you receive what you just asked for, you'll never get them. He says believe you receive him and then what happens after you believe you receive then you shall have them see how that works amen so all this working with the name of Jesus works by believing when you speak to something you believe what you're saying is coming to pass when you pray for something in Jesus name you believe he hears you therefore you believe you have what you ask for you believe you receive it and then you get it. But if you have to see it or feel it before you believe, you'll never get it. We will spend some more time on that moving forward. Amen? All right. Now, I want us to look at some miracles that have taken place by using this name of Jesus. And then I want you to think about, is this an example of using the name in prayer? Or is this... The use of the name of Jesus by speaking to what you want changed. Ready? All the excitement in here is like over, overwhelming. My goodness, the anticipation is just tremendous. Hallelujah. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Only yes. well, we got 15 minutes to get her done. Going over to Acts chapter 4, verse 11. You silly wabbit. Acts 4, 11. I'm reading from the Living Translation. Well, actually, the Living is not a translation, it's a paraphrase. But I like the way it says it. Check this out. This is a miracle of salvation received through the name of Jesus. Here we go, verse 11. For Jesus the Messiah, the one referred to in Scripture when they speak of. He's a stone discarded by the builders, which become the capstone of the ark. I really wanted you to see verse 12. There is no there is salvation in no one else. Do you realize that Christianity is very dogmatic? It's not loosey-goosey like all the other religions. And that's because the Bible is operating under spiritual law. It's operating under absolutes. There's no gray with God, yeah, come on. there's no in between with God. It's either one way or it's the other. You know, we kind of get a bad rap saying that we, we, we can't adapt to the changing times and the changing cultures. Yeah, you're right, because God doesn't. He's the Lord. He changes not. And because we're children of God, then we take him at, at his word, and we don't vacillate over that word. Remember what Jesus said over there in John chapter 14. He said, no person, nobody on this earth can get to the Father except by me. And that explains what this verse is talking about. Look here. He says there is salvation in in who? No one else. Under all of heaven, there is no other name for men to call upon to save them. I like the King James. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name. name. Amen. You see, there's a lot of people calling on God to save them. Which God are they talking about? Do you know that you can go up to a stranger and start talking about God? And everything's just hunky-dory. I'm not sure what hunky-dory means, but <laughs> I started saying it when I moved to Colorado and other people said it. But once you say, Jesus, there's a line in the sand and they start, they go like this and they get all cranky. Why? Because God, you can talk about in generalities. God this and God that. But then when you say Jesus, now you're talking about God in flesh, the Lamb of God, God the Savior, the Messiah. And that's when lines are crossed. You see, there's no other name under heaven given to man whereby we must be saved. So when you called upon the name of the Lord, was that a prayer or was that speaking to the mountain? Well, you're calling on the name of the Lord, so you're going to the Father. It's prayer. It's called the prayer of salvation. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And that's one thing you got to be careful with your loved ones when you try and locate them do they just talk about God or they talk about Jesus just a thought answered prayer is received through the name of Jesus we've already read this one we'll do it again John 16 24 I like the way Jesus said this in the beginning. This is the new King James, John 16, 24. Most assuredly, King James says, hitherto have you asked nothing. He says here in verse 24, John 16, most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Now, when we read that, a lot of people go, well, how in the world can God answer every one of our prayers? And the easy answer is that he doesn't. Even if you ask in the name of Jesus. You see, you've got to use the continuity of Scripture. Come on. The Bible says that we have to ask according to the will of God. The Bible says that we have to use the Word of God to determine the will of God when we ask. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Yes. See, that helps us to see that you're asking according to the Word of God. When you ask according to the Word of God, you're asking according to the will of God, and guess what? You're going you're to have it. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask Him anything according to His will, He hears us. And if he hears us, we know we have what we ask for him. So you can't just ask anything of the Lord. You've got to ask according to the word of God. You've got to have scripture. And this is where a lot of people, you know, think that God doesn't answer every prayer. Here it says that Whatever you ask, you shall receive. But you have to ask a certain way. You've got to ask in faith. Come on. And when you ask in faith, you have to ask according to the word of God. That's asking according to the will of God. And that's the prayer that God will answer for you every time. Amen? Amen? So when we do it that way, your prayer will be answered every time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, All right. Third miracle. Healing healing. Going over to Acts chapter 3, verse 6. And we're going to read the 6th verse, the 7th verse. And so I've got the the living Bible. I want to do it from the King James. Now this is Peter and John in chapter 3. This is in the early church. And they're going to the To the big house to pray and out front there was a man who was lame he'd never walked and he was a beggar and so they're asking this this guy out at the corner there by the light has got a cardboard sign and he says we'll work for food so he's begging here And Peter responds to him, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. So he does have something to give. It just isn't money. Notice he says, such as I have. Do you know that you've been given that name? You have that name. Way back when, they had a show I used to really enjoy as a little kid. It was called, Have Gun, Will Travel. I really enjoyed that show as a kid, little kid. Well, guess what? We got a Bible, and we can travel. Come on, Right? When we're out there in the world, we need to look at opportunities where people open the door for us to give them what we have. He says, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Now understand, when he spoke that name, this guy still couldn't walk. He told him to get up and walk. What happens in the next verse, verse 7? And he took him by the hand and lifted him up. And when they started to act on rise up and walk together, it says that immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Verse 8. You don't have verse (laughs) 8? Oh, you're going to get it. I appreciate it. Again, that wasn't on the paper. (laughs) Sorry, Sharon. (laughs) Hallelujah. Actually, he began to praise God while walking and leaping. He went walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. <laughs> Boy, an now, was this prayer? Was this speaking to the mountain? <laughs> Not a, not, a, not a trick question. <laughs> I guess verse 8 wasn't the, one, the verse I was looking for. Uh, thanks, Sharon. Um, well, did he pray to God to heal this guy? No. He says, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk. So he was Amen. speaking to the mountain. Amen. That means you and I can speak to sickness. Woo-hoo. You and I can speak to pain. Yes. You and I can speak to symptoms. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. fact, you and I should be doing that on a regular basis. Yeah. Do you ever get up in the morning and things aren't working like they should? Oh yes. And a little bit slow getting in there to make the coffee? You just start talking to your body. Hey, I'm up now. Start Come working on. right. Come on. In Jesus' yeah. name. Just tell it. If you start telling everybody about how slow you were that morning, guess what? You can have what you say. I better leave that alone. Okay. Um, Deliverance in the name of Jesus. Go to Acts chapter 16, verse 18. I got to finish. I got five minutes. understand that Paul and Silas were in a in a city preaching Christ and there was this 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 young lady they called it a damsel in the King James she was used of some gaysayers to tell people's fortunes and so she had a demon and she used to, when they'd walk by her, her little booth there every day, she'd start screaming in, in, a, in, a, in a very distracting voice. Nah, these, are, these are the men of the most high God. I'm telling you the way of salvation. Well, I don't know if she sounded like that, but it was an irritation. Because look here in verse 18, this went on day after day. So this woman was doing this day after day, and finally Paul, in great distress, or could we say cranky, he turned and spoke to the demon. Did you notice he didn't speak to the girl? Did did you see what the Bible said? He, He didn't speak to the girl. He spoke to what? The Spirit. Do you know that you and I can speak to evil spirits? Come on. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, I command thee in the name of Paul. No. No, he didn't do it that way. And, and neither will we. Because guess what? We can't cast out a devil. But when you use the name... Above every name, you'll take authority over them, yes. cast them out. Amen. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out. And he came out the same hour. Amen. You know, sometimes deliverance isn't instantaneous. Yes. I remember one time years ago, I worked with a kid for three hours we got the devil out of him and he said he actually saw three leave him I didn't see him but I sensed him leave that kid was set free but why did it take that long well I had to get him in an agreement he had to agree with me that they need to leave and a lot of times you got to do that to get somebody healed you can't just use your faith and override their will. No. Amen. Amen. And that's why the Bible says that, that we be, have to be careful when we lay hands on people. Don't be so anxious to lay hands on people. Yes. Wait yes. when you know that they're going to receive what you're praying for according to the word of God. Amen? Amen. Miracles received through the name of Jesus. I think that was obvious, right? That was speaking to the mountain. Mm-hmm. Let's go on over here. acts 430 acts 430 this is a prayer so we're not going to know exactly how they used the name but I wanted you to see that miracles are done by the name of Jesus and send your healing power acts 430 and may miracles and wonders be done by the name everybody say by the name of thy holy servant Jesus, Here it is from the King James. I pray and ask you, Lord, to, to stretch forth your hand to heal, that signs and wonders would be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. That could be either by prayer or by speaking to the disease. Going over to Luke 10, verse 17, exercising authority over the devil and his works against us. You know, it's interesting once you start looking how many times the Bible talks about the devil and what to do about him. Yet very few Christian churches talk about the devil or the kingdom of darkness. It's interesting, isn't it? Luke 10, 17. This is when Jesus empowered the 70 to go to towns that he was going to go to and start demonstrating the Lord's power through the name of Jesus. They returned again to Jesus with joy. Why were they happy? They said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us. Well, how could that be? They're just mere human beings. How could the devil be subject unto them? Through thy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last one. Again, it doesn't give us enough information if the 70s did it through prayer or speaking to the devil. Go here in John 14, because sometimes you'll pray for someone's healings and, and, and demon power will leave, even though you're not speaking directly to them. Most cases... The Lord will let you know what to do. John fourteen 12. Let's read this from the King James. This is our last verse tonight. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. I I know that we, can you give me a couple of minutes, please? How about out there? Can I have a couple more minutes? The cameraman just went like that, so we're good. We're good. I want you to see something a little bit more expanded on what Jesus is saying here. We're staying in this same chapter, 14. Let's look at the 13th verse. I don't know if you can bring that up or not in the King James, Sharon. This is verse 12. Go to the next verse, please. Jesus says... Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. Now, this makes it sound like we're praying. Ask. If you go to the original Greek that they translated this word, ask, it's the word demand. It's whatever you demand in my name, that will I do. That means he's talking about speaking to the circumstance in Jesus' name. Whatsoever you shall demand in my name. When you speak the symptoms, you demand them to leave, and that's what Jesus does. With that name, it's as if Jesus himself is driving out that sickness in person. Remember, when we gather in his name, there he is in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to get very conscious of the fact how powerful that name is, that we don't use it in repetition to the point that we're not really trusting in it or having faith in it. Whatsoever you shall demand in my name, that will I do. And in that way, the Father will be glorified in his Son. Amen. Amen? Not too long ago, I think it was maybe three years ago. Could have been a year more than that, but uh, Larry and Angela Keaton were ministering here at the church, and as part of their ministry to help the church, the believing ones, to be available for a lot, for the Lord to use them in their ministry to pray for people and to, and to cause miracles to happen in people around us. And uh, they didn't feel like they were getting enough demonstrations of God's power in their services. And uh, they went to prayer and they said, Lord, what, you know, is it us? There should be more happening, you know, with, with verses like this and the others that we've read tonight. And the Holy Spirit said something very simple to them. The Holy Spirit said, stop praying to the Father that they be healed. And start speaking to the symptoms and uproot them in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then command that healing would come. Yes. Amen. And it was like you, they threw a switch where they just had an immediate increase in their services. And instead of praying to the Lord, oh, heal this person that's come for prayer, they would just start speaking to the symptoms, speaking to the condition, and then releasing by faith the healing power of God in them. And they saw almost an immediate change. Well, when I heard that, I started changing how I prayed for people. Or how I, I should say, ministered to people that need healing. And I changed in my own personal life. I don't ask the Lord for healing. I don't pray for healing. I speak to the symptoms. I speak to the condition. I deny them the right to dwell in the body that God gave me because it's his temple and so I'm maintaining this temple like I maintain my house and I only let in people that I want in and I keep all the rest of them out like them door-to-door salesmen right and so I do the same thing with I go by symptoms if I wait long enough that I have something then I waited too long. Mm -hmm. Any ache, any pain, any discomfort, I'm speaking to the mountain. And I've seen a difference in ministering to people, just like the Keatons did, and then also I'm seeing just a liberty in my health. Do I still get symptoms? All the time. Mm -hmm. How could that be? Well, I'm living in a fallen world. Right? I'm living in a fallen world. The Bible says that we're surrounded by wickedness. And so they're always going to be coming by to see if you mean business. They don't care if you've done it a hundred times before. They want to see if you're still going to do it the hundred first time. Yes. You've got to let them know that you're home and you're taking care of your house. You start speaking to it. And so then I have to believe that what I'm saying is coming to pass. And I start thanking the Lord. Thank you. It's coming to pass. Father, we thank you tonight for the name of Jesus. It's the name that's above every name. Every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess. And agree that Jesus is Lord. We thank you that you've given us that name. A name we can use in prayer. A name we can use when we speak to the circumstances. And even speak to the devil himself. We thank you that we always win. We always win because we've been given that name. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Thanks for coming coming out, guys. I'm I'm sorry I took... I just stole 10 minutes from you. I hope it was worthwhile. Thanks for watching. God bless you.